wherever. I can't. Don't have an appointment. I can't wait for that. But the team and I still meet at 9 a.m. every morning. So certain advantages to being solo, I'll tell you. There are. There are. But you know what? (laughs) Pros and cons. I wouldn't get as much done. And oh, we're streaming, it says. Are we streaming? Join Andrew Wall, Hector Garcia, and Michael Lee. One mission, one rule make accounting fun. Welcome to Friday Night Live with Accountants. Are you ready? Happy Friday, everybody. That intro was a bit of a lie. Uh, We are not live with Hector and Michael. We got two pretty amazing guests to fill their spots today. Uh, everyone, I think, in our community certainly knows Brad and Tanya. Um, hey, everyone. Yeah, so we hey, have the Canadian community today. Um, you know, I think that uh, we all are in need of hanging out and chatting. We, we actually even went a lot. We came online to Zoom a little bit early and just were, were sort of chatting about, you know, what we've all been going through over the last couple of weeks as accountants. And Tanya, in particular, has really been, you know, um, leading the charge and, and, you know, doing a lot of work around, you know, some of these programs that the government has been putting out and, you know, even lobbying the government, you know, Tanya, why don't I let you share a little bit about some of the things you've been working on over the last few weeks? Sure, absolutely. Um, So I've been able to get myself on a couple of government calls. I haven't been on a government lobbying call. I'm working on that though, but I've actually been on some calls with uh, Minister Ng, which was great. So we've got some questions answered and and whatnot. Um, I've been dealing directly with um, one of the lobbyists from the CFIB. I'm trying to get him to get us at the table. I've learned a lot about how you get uh, to the lobbying and even you know, throwing around that I'm a board member on the, um, the Institute of Professional Bookkeepers of Canada. We're too small of an organization, apparently. So I'm trying to get myself connected there. But if not, they're at least still hearing what I have to say and, and sending that on. I've been reading the bills, learning everything, and I've been trying to send that out to everybody on the groups. I know I'm I'm posting daily on Brad's group, um, as well as Bookkeeper's Corner group. Anybody that sees it, any other group, take it, forward it, paste it, because there's a lot of us that don't have the time. I've got a team. My team is doing the work for me, and I am fully on this, working with educating myself, um, advocating for our clients and for our industry, and trying to, you know, be strategic with the clients and try to help our industry re-see how we can get through this in the same positions or maybe with them with minimal impact and we can do it and I'm proving it um, and I can get into that afterwards but yeah so that's that's what I've been doing <laughs> I'm like the energizer bunny how about you Brad um, you, know, you know that Alberta has certainly been leading the way and how they're responding uh, but I, I mean, to the crisis in general, the crisis in general, but you know, how about yourself and your customers? What, what have you been uh, keeping yourself busy with, with this uh, social isolation? Well, the reality is, is I can work anytime, anywhere. So that part of it hasn't really impacted me. What has sort of hurt is just the financial impact that my clients are feeling. Cause you know, I do so much project work. I get called up to do all kinds of piecemeal things here and there and everywhere and have projects. So that's dropped off a fair bit, but I'm getting a lot of interest because let's face it, we're ready for this and the way we work already being cloud enabled and people are definitely interested. I've had a lot of people reach out and they want to get in to the cloud in some form. So 
a lot of that going on. But um, generally speaking, um, I mean, the isolation is, it's weird because, you know, I'm a social creature. I do like my personal space, but, you know, hit a point where every day, a little too much. So that part, but um, yeah, like you said about Alberta, we've been fairly proactive. Our government jumped on this pretty quickly, but the, the thing is, is the worst hardest hit part of Alberta is, is a stone's throw from where I live. It's literally walking distance. It's a, it's an old folks home. And a lot of people, you know, have had, had their struggles there. And I'm just, I have asthma. So I'm like, I'm not going outside. I'm not going out. I'm just afraid, you know, it's been kind of weird. So kind of irrational um, behaviors kind of creep into your head. But, and I miss everyone, you know, just to, you know, Andrew, you and I almost, almost went to London again this year. And of course, you know, that didn't quite work out. And then it was canceled anyways, even before. And when they canceled it, it was kind of like, why would they cancel it? There's nothing even going on, you know, coronavirus. What is this thing? And, um, you know, now BC's been, or Vancouver's been canceled. I, I don't see virtual, San Jose. Right? Didn't it go virtual? No, it was, but it was going to be a real conference in June, right? Yeah. I had tickets. I still haven't got my refund from Airbnb. And the way things are going, I just don't see San Jose or Toronto being a thing this year. It's, I don't think we're going to see any large gatherings for at least a year. They're, they're already talking sporting right. events. If they come back, there'll be no crowds. Now, um, Keep your, like eye, keep your eye on accounting web um, because I've been chatting with those guys. That's been Leary. Leary's been kind of, isn't David Leary been doing something to keep track of all the conferences? And, and obviously he's got accounting salon. I think what we're going to see is some of these smaller conferences um, and, and those might, might spring up as, cause you know, there's so many of us who love that stuff right we, mm -hmm. we you and i in particular brad yeah uh, we can't live without it so oh, like, it's gonna be weird not if we don't go to any this year right yeah there's good there's i mark my words i will go somewhere <laughs> even if i have to host my own uh get together well, let's do it we'll all wear masks and gloves and stuff and we'll we'll socially distant we'll yeah. just stay you know six feet away but we can do this we'll figure it away but getting back to, to how we're helping yeah. our customers now um tangy like I know you have been doing so much to help your customers. Um, not only what you're talking about with getting on these calls, but then sharing all that content with them. And I know from, from my own standpoint, you know, now at least we have some legislation to work with, but it's been difficult for the, you know, the trying to answer these questions. Um, and was it um, Kelly who made that post about, you know, those two trains coming at you and it's like trying to resolve, solve that mathematical equation, except for there's like 50 trains coming from 50 different directions and you don't actually know the speed because you don't actually have any information. And we're only now starting to get to that point where we have information to give back to our clients. So, you know, what were you doing in that? How are you managing that gap before we got the legislation to help clients when really the only thing you could do is talk to them about mindset? Hey, Tanya, before, yeah. before you cut in, I, you mentioned earlier, and I wanted to thank you for all that content you do share in my group, oh. because honestly, I'm kind of out of my element a bit because this stuff is payroll related, right? And, right. and tax related. And those are the things I don't do. So thank you so much because oh, uh, no. I'm a bit overwhelmed myself. And, and as we know, up here in Canada, things are changing. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, and there's a lot of us that are, and you know, so that's why I'm doing it. I recognize so many of us are 
you know, solopreneurs. And I am so fortunate to have a team that's doing that so that I can focus on this. So yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, no, you're welcome. Um, so what I started out with my clients is, um, and I started reactively that first week and I got hammered along with everybody else. I woke up Friday morning and I said, I can't live like this for the, you know, unknown foreseen amount of time. So I need to make a change and I'm going to get in front of it. So what I started to do is I started to be very proactive. So I was emailing out whatever information I had. So it's, you know, here's a quick blurb of what Trudeau said. While he's answering questions, my email was composed and ready to go because as he's answering and, you know, speaking in French, I was kind of tidying things up. So those emails were going out right away. What I realized very quickly, and I was still trying to talk to clients, but you're right, we didn't have a lot to share. So those that I were talking, was talking to, it's like, you know what, right now we need to focus on what it's going to take to get you to survive. Mm -hmm. Forget profit. Profit is not even going to be a conversation until this is all over. Right now, it's how can we keep things so that your doors can either remain open or open when this is all over. So I had to get them to change their mindset first off. So then, um, you know, and again, those calls were, here's what I know, it's going to change daily. So again, it was a lot of, you know, just, we don't know, here's what it is today might be different tomorrow. But as these emails were coming out, basically, the clients were seeing them on their phones, as Trudeau was finishing up, it basically put a sense of relief to them because I took a bunch of stress off of them. So I've gotten some thank you emails from them just saying, you know what, thanks. We know you're on it. We know you'll get to us when we can. And I'm trying to talk to four to five of them a day. Um, there's still some that I haven't been able to speak to. Um, but now I definitely, by the end of next week, I want to talk to them because you're right, we've got more information. But that's kind of been the strategy that I was doing. And then I was helping them strategize with what they knew, you know, when the SEBA came out, we were talking ahead of time based on here's what I have, here's a potential strategy so that it would, you know, bring their mind down. And then, you know, let's deal with it after we're going to do a lot of tracking. There's no such thing as scope creep right now. We are completely stepping up no matter what level they're on. They're getting the advisory discussions or the strategy calls, as I'm calling them. And then now, of course, now that we have a lot of information, we're getting really in-depth with the strategy. You know, we've got a restaurant. I said to him right now, he's a Boston pizza up in Huntsville. And he actually had, he laid off most of his staff and he's got a few of them working all the hours because otherwise, you know, some of them, they wouldn't make enough and they'd want to be on SEPA. So I said, listen, let's take them, knock them down, let everybody earn $9.99, so that way they can get some shifts. They're not getting exposed as much for the little exposure they're getting. Um, and then they can all collect the, the, the CERB and you come out a winner. Let's do this and let's do that to support them to create that client loyalty or that employee loyalty. And, and just so um, um, people out there, there's quite a few Americans out there tonight. So the acronym CERB probably doesn't mean okay. a lot, but um, just so you know out there, it's it's equivalent. I forget what they're calling it in the States, but it's the PPP. PPP, yeah. there you go. And so. you know what, and that actually, I just want to say too, so for all those out in the States, I, you know, my heart goes out to you guys and what you guys are dealing with right now. I, they, they don't have the funding. I didn't realize that one of our boot campers mentioned that to me the other day that the PPP stopped. They've run out well, of funding. It ran out quickly, but they have to re-up the stimulus. So what's going on that? is, okay. well, what's so typical in the U.S. is it All takes there. forever to get anything done because of the politics. So they could top this up anytime, but one side is asking for this, other side's asking for this, and then they just play their little game. 
So it's, it's run out, but they're, they can top it up with just another, you know, passing of the law, but we don't really seem to have that problem up here. They, they had the issues. Uh, not yet. <laughs> well, there was the infighting, but at least what I'm seeing, and I'm watching both situations, is we're definitely more functional up here. Um, people are more bought into the whole concept of, of the science of the pandemic and the government's telling us to do things and we're not fighting it. Today down in the U.S., there's actually people protesting by running out to the legislatures with with weapons saying, you know, try and tell us we can't do this because they were enticed by their their um, their uh, infamous leader down there to get out and liberate and fight back. So it's it's a different situation down there up here. We're just and I don't want to get into the political side of it, but we're just more we're passive. We're passive. Well, yeah. Well, this is life and death. <laughs> we're like, lovers. <laughs> but it is the science, right? This is a real thing. So if you embrace it, that's the whole thing about, about the pandemic in general and the discussion that centers around it. If you embrace it now by taking the pain, you can get back to normal faster because if you don't, then you're constantly going to have these flare-ups. So how do you run a business when you don't know if it's going to come back? At least if you take the steps and you're, and you, it is tough. Like all of a sudden there's all this income taking out of, out of the economy around the world, but you have to follow the science. Like that's, that's the thing. I didn't even understand the gravity of a pandemic until I listened to Anthony Fauci down in the U S I don't know if you guys know him. Yeah. He's their, he's their, their guru in all things pandemic. And I had no idea how serious this was till I heard him speak one night and it's like the slow motion tidal wave. So how it's impacted everyone, you know, up here, we've got all these legislation going on. It's been fantastic because the government really is behind getting us back. And I'm feeling comfortable that we're going to be back soon. So. We will. We'll be paying a lot more in taxes, but yeah. yeah <laughs> I know it's not free. Nothing's free, right? But yeah, I just feel like as a as a solopreneur, I mean, I've had almost no business in you know six weeks. And so it just fell off a cliff. But it was nice to know that I had ways to protect myself in the short to medium term with the government's help. So that's been great. And I definitely feel for my U.S. friends because it's not happening as fast. And there are people truly struggling. Yeah. And let's not forget, we're this tiny little country of barely over 30 million people. You know, they're over 10 times larger than us. So, you yeah. know, like you said, I, I gotta play in there. I got to play devil's advocate for, for a second here. Because Go for it. First and foremost, um, well, we're more polite and we're not having these mass runs out run out to legis the legislators to say, hey, I'm going to, I can tell you, I've had conversations with enough business owners. There is an underlining dissent of mm -hmm. we need to get this uh, economy back on tracks and the cure can't be worse than the, than the outcome. And yeah, I, but that's that's what Trump's saying and, and well, down and, in the States. I'm, I'm hearing, I agree. I'm hearing it from Canadian business owners who are like, they're like, yeah, I get that we have to, you know, do social distancing and, and our lives have to change. But like, when is the bleeding going to stop? Oh, I agree. I, it's like, where's the happy medium, right? We're, this is so new. There hasn't been a pandemic like this in over a hundred years. Well, it's been almost exactly a hundred years. The, yep. the, the big, the big Spanish one. Yeah. 1918. The yep. big global pandemic. So we don't really have anything to, to really gauge. Like, how do we know how long to, to, to wait? 
but what we have a huge advantage over 100 years ago is we we have all this technology that allowed look at here we are hanging out in a pandemic yeah. <laughs> it yeah. didn't happen 100 years ago you were hanging out hiding you didn't necessarily even know the science so you could be walking around with it not even know it so you know i i hear what you're saying andrew because i hear that all the time on on both sides of the border it where is that fine point but you got to walk before you can run in this thing you can't get impatient because the, the reality is is the curves on both sides of the border are kind of at that apex where it could start dropping but it hasn't started dropping yet and i think people just expect it's going to happen instantly and it doesn't like that was the one thing i've learned through all this and and i think it was uh i can't remember who said this to me it's like a a slow motion disaster that just you know you knew it was coming you know it's two weeks from now how do you prepare for that well and that's it i think the results we're seeing now is from what we did two weeks ago you yeah. know because the, everything the is two weeks period, behind so. you right exactly. yeah exactly um but you know i think that that if you know kind of going back to you know what what andrew was saying with the business owners and of course this is this will be different with different industries but I think if you can get those business owners to change their mindset and think outside of the box, and this is the opportunity that I have been preaching about to anybody who will listen on any of the, you know, the Facebook lives and, and any of the Zoom meetings I'm talking about, we have an opportunity that we can help them turn it around. Certainly. I'm not looking at my business. I don't care about my business so much because if my clients don't survive, I don't survive. So if I help my clients survive, I automatically survive by default. Absolutely. So that's a strategy I've been taking and it's working. We took a 4.9% uh, a drop in March. Um, but again, that's, I had just started to get proactive in March. I now, um, we've had three clients call to, to cancel because they're like, I just can't afford it. Their businesses are fully shut down. I said to them, you know what, if you need to cancel, I get that, but you're not going to get the strategy sessions. These are only for paying clients, even those that are on like the DIY supports that are, you know, 200 bucks a month, which just basically get an hour of consulting every month. Um, so I've said, you're now getting all of this. I will help you through it. You cancel, you don't get that. They're like, you know what? Nope, let's stay on track. A third one, um, she went to cancel. She was going to a $25 an hour bookkeeper. Um, she was just, again, just a, a consulting and a DIY, and this was just yesterday. And because I said to her, listen, you know, make sure they know QBO, make sure they do this. In the meantime, keep your 175-month plan with us because you're going to get this. We're not going to limit you to your hour. I am going to help you through it. Then when we're done, cancel. Have your $25 an hour bookkeeper do it. An hour and a half conversation with her, and what, then an what? hour. $25? No, no. Tell her never to no, no, no. Oh, to no, 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 no. But listen, yeah. so I said, if that that's what you want to do. I didn't want to do pressuring sales. When I called her back the next day, she says, I've canceled the appointment. I sold her on a $6,000 cleanup. Nice. This cleanup, she's property manage management. It's two and a half years, maybe a hundred transactions a month. We're just doing it straight from the CSV. If this takes me five hours, and I hope to God she's not watching. If this takes me five hours, I think that's already overstretching it at $6,000. And then I upsold her from her $175 a month to $630 a month. Not trying to do a hard sale because this is not the time. I don't think we should be marketing. Anybody that sends me these marketing hard sales emails, I'm unsubscribing immediately. It's not the time. But she, she saw 
the value in my knowledge and expertise of helping her through and the strategies I was working with. And most people still don't think bookkeepers do that. They still think all we do is data entry. They still think some accountants, all you do is a tax, you know, tax accountants doing a return. So our industry can shine if we step up and help again, I've got a physiotherapist that she didn't even want to deal with us because she's again up north in Ontario. She doesn't believe in a remote and it was, you know, a bit of a, a struggle to get her to deal with us, but we know what we're doing um, within physiotherapy. So she, she came on. I now have her doing remote physiotherapy sessions. She's not making profit. She started it two weeks ago. She is now making enough to cover her bills and keep some of her staff on, however. So she is so excited that I got her to, to get outside of the box. She, she was like, no, it's not going to work. It won't fly. And she tried it. So if we can work, we can't do that in all industries. But if we can force them to think differently and outside of the box, we're going to help them. We will help ourselves because that is also cementing that loyal relationship for life. So that's, that's advisory services is what you're It is total advisory services, just untraditional. It's pandemic fly by the seat of our pants, right? Now, are you charging for that as advisory services? No, Uh, no, that is, that is my give back. Um, I'm not dropping their prices, even when their businesses are closed and we're not doing any work because this is what they're getting. So, you know, I could, I, I could charge, but I just feel that this is again, my give back to help them in the time of this pandemic. But when we're over and the economy gets back, prices are going up to reflect now that they have a better value, like a better vision of the value that I offer. Well, and now, now you've got that, that arsenal now, like you've seen what my advisory skills are like. You know, I gave it to you for free during the pandemic, but yeah. if you want that level of advisory, you got to pay for that going yep. forward. And this is funny because I'm going to be doing a panel with, with the guys from Accounting Web, which is why I know they're going to be working on some sort of camp conference. Um, and it's going to be talking about that very subject is, do we charge for this? Because this pandemic has forced a lot of bookkeepers and accountants into advisory because there's been this talk, this push from... QBO and all the app partners that the future is advisory, but it was a slow shift for the industry to move there. Just like there was a slow shift for them to move to the cloud in general. But this has forced one people who are desktop based to move more of them to the cloud. Um, Though we still have, because we're an essential service, we do have still people going to their office, which is a shame. Um, But uh, you know, more and more people are moving to the cloud because of this and more and more accountants and bookkeepers are moving to advisory because of this. It's just the question, I think, like you and, and myself, we're not charging for that advisory we're doing right now, nor, in my opinion, do I think we should. I, I agree with Absolutely. you. It's about creating that goodwill. Mm-hmm. But that's the big debate out there is should you be charging for this? Um, and, and my take is much like yours. I think at this period of time, it is not right to charge for this. This is where we become the drug dealers on the street. Where we give you a little bit, a little taste to get you hooked, right? Well, ex- exactly. There's, there's that, and you know, it's almost like sweat equity, right? It's our initial shareholder contribution to the company because, like, what's happened again? So, even if I didn't make this, this sale. We are so far running through the whole time in this again, you know, it, it could look very different two months from now. I don't know. But up to this stage, we were still paying out the same amount, 
bringing in the same amount. The only difference is a little bit, again, that, that you know, 4.9% decrease because the tax returns aren't flowing in, you know? I normally do about 40,000 tax returns during tax season. So that's dropped from that, which is you okay 40, for me. 40,000 tax returns? No, $40,000 in tax returns. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so, so that's where that bit of the decrease is for that. And then we're obviously, you know, not running a bookkeeper's boot camp right now because a lot of bookkeepers can't afford that. Now that said, it's crazy because we've got people that want to go in for May because they're seeing the advice that I'm putting out there and they're trying it and it's working for them. But aside from that, because this is not a commercial, on the other side of it, we've got like, there was a call that I did today with a client. I spoke to him two weeks ago. Um, again, didn't have a lot of information then. We spoke today and he says to me, so he was started with me 10 years ago. He was on desktop, left me because his business partner at the time took a 30-day bookkeeping course through Academy of Learning and said he can do my job better than me. So I said, great, be on your way. Um, and then came back to me about six months ago. And, you know, I kept joking to him, but the partner's gone. And I didn't get along with the partner. We've actually been doing the dad's books for many years as well, too. So he says to me today, he says, by the way, I just want to tell you, so his girlfriend owns to um, local Tim Hortons. So he says, after I got off the phone with you, she said, holy crap, your accountant or your bookkeeper is amazing. Her accountant and bookkeeper are not even returning her calls or emails. So you know what? We are going to get new business out of it. We are going to have our clients stay loyal. I've applied for my SIBA loan for myself. So that way, if I have to work with clients on payment plans, I will not drop their price. But I will, I'll help them by invoicing and, and, you know, we'll defer some of the payments. And it's actually funny, I just want to bring this up. Another one of our colleagues, I will not mention him by name, who's an accountant, sent me a message and he says, I bet you regret going to value pricing on this. And I said, I don't. No. Wait and see. It's going to turn around. I don't mm -hmm. regret it one bit. If I stayed hourly, I would be losing money right now. Well, that's the whole idea with this, with, with value in general, is it's all give and take. There's going to yeah. be those times, like we get efficient as hell and we have those great margins and we just humming along. Well, you're going to have these times, you know, but further to all that, it's just, this is marketing if you think about it. It is without even it is. trying. It's just it's, you're showing your true colors. You're showing you're giving back. It's powerful because you know yeah. I just put up a referral today, and and get into it about somebody that reached out to me. Now they would like bookkeeping help, but they're also looking for some of my help. So we had our initial conversation today, and she said, you know, she's having a heck of a time finding good bookkeeping help right now with everything going on, she was with somebody else and she got on the phone and she's been phoning around. Everyone's too busy to talk to her, you know, cause they're dealing with their own stuff. So, you know, it's, it's really a, a great opportunity to put yourself out there a bit, not just worried about what it's going to, what you're going to make out of it, but that goodwill does come back. I mean, karma, yes. good karma always comes back from good deeds. You know, no good deed goes unpunished the whole bit. This yep. is everyone's opportunity to just, you know, spread the love a bit and it's gonna, it will pay off. I, it will. I, I can guarantee you it'll like, pay off. Exactly. Like with that cleanup job, I gave her that free advice that if you need to go to that $25 an hour bookkeeper, you do what you feel you need to do. I still went ahead and talked to her strategically for an hour and a half, well, an hour beyond that. Look what happens. You know, this, I guarantee you, we're going to get those Tim Hortons when this is over mm -hmm. and when we're ready, because we're not bringing on any new business. We just upsold that one because she was already with us. So yeah, we're not onboarding would be a challenge, new. wouldn't it right now? It, Full onboarding? 
And that's exactly it. That's exactly it. So we're not taking anybody new on because it's just the three of us and we just, it's not the time, but it's going to come. Everybody who's there is going to be loyal. They're going to be referring people over. They're going to say, your accountant or bookkeeper didn't do this and didn't do that. Mine did. No, you know, they didn't charge more. So this is an opportunity that we need to grab and just show what true advisory services is and how valuable we are to the business businesses. Well, I've been, even though I don't have that bookkeeping, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm not dealing with all these programs, I mentioned I'm getting a lot of calls. I'm, I used to say, okay, I'll give you a half hour, an hour of my time. I find I'm not looking at my watch right now with these yeah. prospects because they, you know, I'm giving them value right there. And they say, I'm totally ready to go with you. I just have to get approval. That's where I'm running into a lot of log jams right now is I have all these people that want my services, but they, they want to see what's going to happen yeah. with, with the pandemic. And I'm okay with that because it's been a great opportunity to spend a little bit of extra time, maybe take a more low key approach to getting to know you know, potential clients better. And I've really enjoyed it. I've it, 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 almost as soon as we started this whole thing, I got some of the, I've had some of the best leads in my seven years over the last, last, you know, month. And it really is people out there. They're not just giving up on their businesses. They're sort of recognizing that now's the time to maybe fix it, you know? And I've noticed that that people are actually, even though their money's tight and they're being cautious, they're also taking the opportunity to invest in themselves. And I base that on, on conversations I've had with these prospects. So like, you know, I've been putting this off. I've been putting this off. I really think I have to do this now. And I, I talk to them about other aspects of their business and they say, yeah, now's the time. And, you know, I got a little bit of money in the bank and I'm going to spend it now because I, I now I can do it. I have a little bit of downtime. So it is a great opportunity for all of us to talk to these people and, and obviously we're in a, in a profession, in an industry that can really help with, with the, all the online piece, because, yep. you know, I think more people realize I shouldn't be on desktop software anymore, you know, or at least desktop that isn't um, hosted. Desktop is great when it's hosted, right? Because then you can still use it. But people are seeing, like, think of how many people are excited about Zoom. You know, exactly. <laughs> it's and hilarious watching. Yeah, I've got Zoom. Have you heard of the Zoom thing? It's funny. I've heard it called the Zoom. And <laughs> I'm all excited about Zoom. And my network security yeah. guys are like, I actually need you guys to stop using Zoom. Yeah, there are some security issues, but you know, they've been working on them. Um, that's uh, the CEO of Zoom, that um, I forget his first name. Um, he's they're working hard because, yeah, the first week, like people were the problem is people put their links out in the open, not realizing that's not necessarily a wise thing to do right. you know you really should share it privately in some cases so people were jumping onto these and ha you know and zoom bombing they called it zoom bombing yeah. yeah like sharing naughty pictures and stuff and and everything so it's kind of forced zoom to close up some of their loophole or some of their holes maybe and i think if anything it's only going to benefit them because this has got to be a win in their stock price <laughs> well oh, i haven't looked yeah, they're, they're doing all right. They're doing yeah, all right. Well, the thing so is, is that's the thing is certain. Yeah. Shopify, um, Zoom. Um, what was the other? Well, obviously anything medical related, PPE and all that stuff, you're going to be busy, but there's a few other ones like industries that are going to benefit. And, and I think people are going to realize that they need to shift now because it, it is like an insurance policy because, yep. you know, we keep hearing this. I think Andrew, you guys talked about it a few weeks ago. Um, 
it's, it's an opportunity now for people to say, do I really need all that space? Do I really need to have a full office when I can let a good crisis go to waste? Yeah. Well, the thing yeah. is, is, you know, I've worked from home for years in many forms, even, you know, when I had, when I worked five miles away and had an office just because there's benefits to working from home, you can be productive. So I think you're going to find more and more businesses look at their workforce and say, you know, we're going to put it right into your employment contract. You have opportunity to work at home, you know, or maybe you come in once a week or whatever. I think you're going to see more businesses do that. And then things like, um, you know, Andrew, you guys mentioned office space, like in, in Calgary with, with, we had a recession before all this and we have 25 to 30% occupant or vacancy in downtown Calgary and those big towers where it yeah. used to be 5% in the heyday. Now you got to wonder, businesses are going to start saying, do I really need all this, all this space? Like there's so an industry like, um, you know, office management and all that. Are they going to be impacted by this? I think you're going to see this shift created by this and you're going to see more and more businesses realize that they can be virtual. Well, well the other thing, speaking in that shift, and sorry, Tanya. To, no, go ahead. Yeah. But, um, and speaking of Shopify, you've got all these, traditional employees that are now off on CERB uh, sitting at home and moving to starting to look at uh, being an, an entrepreneur. They got this free time. And that's why I think you're going to see a huge, huge rise in the number of entrepreneurs, the number of e-commerce businesses, the number of, because, you know, what can you do right now while you're sitting at home on, on CERB? Why not start building an e-commerce business? Yeah. Well, right? There's that. And again, I really think that some of the businesses, the landscape of a lot of businesses that we see today are going to change. How many businesses do you think are still going to continue to have curbside pickup? Hey, that's great. If I could go, if I could just, you know, put ahead and do a curbside pickup for Staples or Walmart and not have to go in and deal with the crowds. Absolutely. So things like that, trends like that, I think will continue on. We've got a um, one of the businesses that was, you know, drastically impacted at the beginning, she is um, during the East Coast, and they actually run um, like a swag company. So Ethical Swag is, their, is like their company name, and she usually does um, like all of the conferences. The conferences are canceled. What is she going to do? She's reached out to, you know, Bell Canada and some of those big ones that have sent all their employees home and said, listen, let's keep your employees connected. Let's send them once a month, send them a swag bag at home. You know, maybe some stuff that has like, you know, something for their kids to play with while they're on meetings. And she says, Tanya, I'd love to hear ideas. And I remember seeing this. I don't know if you guys saw this too, but the world's best Zoom meeting with somebody's dog started barking. And then everybody else who's on there, their dogs all started barking. It took about 10 minutes to get the dogs to start barking. So I said, well, you know what? There's something in there for the dogs. Again, get really creative to keep these employees connected. And that's something that I could see those big businesses even as world returns to normal, you're right, there'll be a lot more working from home. And that's something they wouldn't have done before that, but they're probably going to continue to do to those agents working at home, just because again, it really helps with that connection. So our whole landscape is changing. Yeah, it's hard to imagine what it's going to look like in the, in the next few years. I, I think one thing is, speaking from my own experience, you know, um, right now going through this, I know that my firm's efficiency with everyone working from home is not what it was when we were pre-crisis. Is that because, you know, 
workload is down because the personal tax returns are not coming in because everything has been delayed? Is that because people are non, not as effective when we get from home? So I think there will be some companies that, that you know, go, hey, this has been phenomenal. It's worked really well. Let's move to more of this. We're going to cut our overhead costs. There's also going to be, I think, a lot of companies who go, this work from home is shenanigans and people are not responding. It's a hoax. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be a mixed bag. shift it. No doubt. There's no doubt. It's it's Some businesses are definitely benefiting. Others are, are struggling with that, the format because they do rely on having the teams around and having, you know, hard assets there, you know, maybe you need the photocopier, maybe you don't, or, you know, whatever. And, and some people just feel more productive out of their homes. I've talked to people that work from home. They say, Oh, you know, you get out of bed at, at noon and, you know, hang around for a bit. And I think I told you, Tanya, I, I just work weird hours. Like I, 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 I literally missed a day the other day where I didn't even go to bed. I was just doing stuff. And all of a sudden it was like 6am. I was like, Oh, I used to be like that around a bit. Well, it reminded me of being in college or something. You know, I looked outside and it's light out and I'm like, what just happened? Well, even after um, two years ago during tax season, I would hit 48 hours straight. And I realized, you know, I'm like, holy crap, I'm going a muscle memory because (laughs) I'm looking at this tax return. Somebody I've known for 10 years. I'm like, I did their return. No memory at all. But yeah, the last two years, I've tried very much not to. I think I hit 18, 18 hours last year once. And I think I've been 18 hours a day, seven days a week since this whole thing started. But well, I, I think <laughs> I think we touched, you know, by, by saying that, I think some people are dialed in to be in the office from, say, eight to five. And they're, they're into that routine and they're comfortable. And that's where they're in their sweet spot. And then you take all that away and they've got to adjust and they've got the distractions at home and they might have kids there and stuff like that. Then all of a sudden, you know, it shifts. So Andrew, from a productivity side, I could see how that would be because in in your office and I've been to your office and I know your team, it's a real, uh, there's a lot of camaraderie. Yeah. We can sit here on zoom and if anything, like, I love being on Zoom with my friends because they're from all over the place. But when you're in an office, um, there's that certain, you know, it's the chemistry that your team has, right? They're going to yeah. miss each other. You and know, we, the, the, we the weirdest thing about on Zoom. So our Fridays is just a hangout to just yeah, hang out on Zoom. Awesome. We miss that. But I, I can tell you, like, I can only speak to my personal experience. And my personal experience with, I've got, you know, uh, a six year old son and 11 year old daughter. And my 11-year-old daughter, great, because she's in a really good school and she's got academic programs that are keeping her busy. My six-year-old son, and dude, I'm sorry, TDSB, like Toronto District School Board, you guys have fallen down completely. The level of education that is going on for my six-year-old son is a disaster. It's a full-on disaster, but I'm not going to harp on that right now, but the point is he has a lot of free time to come in and interrupt my meetings all the time. Hey dad, what are you doing? <laughs> yep. And um, so first of all, that's just become acceptable to my clients and everyone that my son may pop in in a ninja outfit or a stormtrooper outfit <laughs> halfway through a, a virtual conference. And that's just, thankfully everyone sort of accepts that, that that's the new norm. Um, but that's, that's my interruption now. Now the difference is before for my interruption was employees. So employees would be coming into my office, asking me questions. So I don't have the daily as much interruptions from them, but I also, 
I'm fine. Even with like, we're using Microsoft Teams as opposed to Slack. We moved off of Slack for a number of reasons. When we've got that live, you know, instant messaging, it's still not the same as like literally, like I'd sit at my desk and like Michael or Sad would be two offices over and like I could scream at them from through the walls, like politely um and but have those conversations in real time that aren't there and that's I, i've lost some effectiveness from managing people that way but what i've gained is more of a hyper focused um ability to do my own individual tasks because i don't i've got my son but outside of my son you know big difference between my son and 15 employees trust me as much as my son interacts me not as much as my 15 employees um, or, or 15 team members, I should say. Um, and so what that's allowed me to do is like get into the weeds. And, and one of the things I've discovered recently is that um, or I, I've self-diagnosed as being ADHD, attention deficit, hyper, uh, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> that proves it, right? Yeah. Just, you can't even just, finish saying it. Yeah. Finish saying it. it went on to something else. Squirrel. And great book for, for every entrepreneur who's out there is read a book called Faster Than Normal. Because I bet you that 90% of entrepreneurs have are somewhere on the spectrum of ADD, yep. ADHD. Because what I find with myself is, like I, I when I read this book, I'm like, that's me. That, and that's where I self-diagnose because... I'm easily distracted, bright, shiny object, like so many of us talk about, but I can also be really, really hyper-focused. And so when I, when I get the opportunity to sit down and, and this goes back to my days when I was a coder and a developer. Um, but when I get, can get into my zone of, of like just being focused, I can accomplish a lot in a very short period of time, just because of that, that hyper-focusedness and being at home, that's where it's really thrived for me is being able, and sometimes it's exactly what you talk about. You sit down, you're at your computer and you look up and eight hours have passed. You're like, oh my God, it's 11 o'clock at night. And I've been six in my- Six o'clock in the morning. Six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I've just been working on a new Zapier integration or a new you know, um, um, automation for Infusionsoft. So one of the things that's been amazing for me is I've created a whole bunch of new automations for my own practice and shout out, um, to Brian Clare um, and and Heather Satterley for helping me troubleshoot some issues in Zapier over the last couple of days. Cause I just went, you know, I'm like the best, you got the masters helping you. Yeah. Well, I mean, thankfully they are all amazing. And it's so funny. It's like one of those things I was beating my head against the wall, trying to fix an issue with a, I was trying to master a payments processing through Zapier. So automatically uh, process a payment that was coming through Infusionsoft and I was just beating my head against the wall. I probably spent like two hours um, trying to figure out the stupid Zap. And, and anyone who's worked with Zapier knows like the error messages you get out of Zapier are freaking useless. They don't tell you what the problem is. You know, a, a, a chat with Heather Satterley and literally in like 30 seconds, she's diagnosed my problem and it's fixed. <laughs> like, Heather's the Zap queen and Brian's I took her Zap course. Queen. Yeah, she's just... She's just so, such a natural, but so is Brian. I mean, Brian puts together some of the coolest integrations that if I had the patience to do it, like he's, he just has it figured out. Those guys are, are amazing. We're lucky to have them in our community. When I first met Sean um, in, um, I guess San, that would have been San Jose last year. So I first met him, he hands me the phone, his phone. He's like, here, 
you know, give me your email or your phone number and your email address because we want to stay connected because he's just a couple hours up the road. So if ever they're driving past, he'll stop and I'll go meet them for some drinks or whatnot. And within minutes, he had the zap. I was receiving an email and a text and I'm like, yeah. holy crap. Yeah, like, they've got that dialed in. Their, their customer do. support, um, their onboarding routines, I've tried to emulate them. And then I just, you know, I get started on them. It's like, man, I don't even know where to begin. Yep. because they they really do have it all dialed in like i mean i think brian has a zap for anything and i can assure you it's not all business too he's probably got zaps running his life you know oh. tied into his his, yep. his smart speakers and stuff you know just... one of the things that i love that they do have you seen their, their type form form that they use have either of you guys used type i've form? seen no. one of their demos i think at I, where did I see Brian do something? Probably at QBC or something. I think that's and, an under underrated tool. Yeah, yeah. The, the way they use it, they capture all the things they need and then it just shoots off in a million different directions. And it's really easy for the client to deal with. Am I freezing on your guys' hand? You, yeah, you have been. I yeah. didn't want to say anything. The but voice yeah. is fine. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm noticing it on my end. I lost it completely br briefly. But yeah, it's that's what I've been trying to emulate is the ability to just capture that stuff and run with it like they do because they get all that information up front. It's really unobtrusive if you think about it from a client's perspective because it's just filling in boxes and they don't capture so much information that you don't want to do it anymore. So they use it and that's awesome. And that's what I love about Typeform is it's a way, yeah. of, it's, it's not a traditional type of form. And I don't know how this became like a, a, a love fest for Brian and Sean. Uh, but good job, fellas. And, and you know, yeah, are they out there? <laughs> hey, I'm just going to, um, I'm going to stop my video just for a second. I'm going to change my internet because I think it's, it's my Wi-Fi. Just hang tight. These All are right. the joys of working from home now with everyone working from home. Uh, I can't tell you how many problems i've had with uh wi-fi and internet connections i've, you know, I've it, had good connections though I, right. it, it hasn't been too bad so what's interesting what's really interesting uh for me is zoom has been great uh haven't really had any issues with zoom as far as drops even with like all the bandwidth issues i'm having with you know two kids on netflix and all the other stuff that they're doing um but the we have a VoIP phone system, which is great because when we when everyone went virtual, no issues whatsoever, yes. except for when I get phone calls on my VoIP system. They historically prior to COVID nineteen, when I was at home working from home, worked fine, right? Like I, they they called on my phone, no problem. But all of a sudden, over the last couple of weeks, like those the, the QoS on those phone calls is the quality of service is just less than desirable. Yeah, we're not, we've got a VoIP phone system that we set up through um, Kojiko. So we've got like the, the, um, oh shoot, what do they call it? It's a virtually hosted, like a PBX. So um, virtually hosted system. So it's a little better than one we had before for the business was VoIP, um, you know, and our cell phone service sucks in here, but we're actually not too, too bad because where we live is still 50% seniors who are retired who aren't doing much on the internet and they just got us our five. Um, and so we've got the super five running in here and there's only three of us in the house. My husband, he's on, when he's home, he's on something all the time, but he's still essential and he works 12 hour shifts. So he's gone literally half of the week. Um, and then it's just my daughter and myself. So it, it hasn't been, we haven't really seen any impact at all. So we've been lucky. 
Oh, so one yeah. of the one of the things that uh, are the most interesting hacks that either you or you've seen your clients do during this crisis. I know, Wes, we really haven't done any because we've been set up for about three years to be fully virtual. So when we go to conferences, the whole team goes away and yet we're still working. So we already have our phones, you know, our, our business phones. We've got an app on our cell phone so that way we call out and the clients see our office number coming in. Um, and so we just meet every morning. There's been really nothing for us as to any hacks of that. Um, clients. I guess yeah, I, I don't know either. Again, we're just, you know, telling the clients, this is what we use. Some, some are using, you know, some are adapting to what we've used, you know, and, and some aren't because they're just not capable or not in that business or they're fully shut down um, for whatever reason. So I don't think we've seen any interesting hacks. Brad? I, I'd say one, I mean, maybe it's not that interesting to us because to us, you know, we're the tip of the spear. We we're so used to this stuff, but it's an interesting hack to have that, that person in Northern Ontario or Northern Canada, wherever they were from, yeah. Um, who now is offering virtual services, which to you, you're like, ah, it's True. just, it's so obvious. Why wouldn't you just do that? Right. But for them, that's a hack, right? Like that's something yeah. they've never done before. That's a fundamental shift in the way that they think. And that was a huge shift for her because like I say, she didn't even want to use us and she's only been with us just over a year. So just over a year ago, she did not want to use us because I could not walk in and sit down in her office. She felt the meetings were going to be, you know, disjointed and whatnot. And I haven't really dealt with her. That's the one thing that I think has really changed on my role. I'm now talking to clients I've never spoken to because I take a backseat role. I get involved in the year ends. I get involved and I might not be speaking to the clients. I get involved in the high end stuff, you know, like you, I've got team members coming to me left, right and center with things. So now I'm talking to people I've never spoken to. So I love that we're getting relationships, but yeah, it's interesting though, that she never would have done that before. And now she's got two of her physiotherapists and she's like, Tanya, the borders are just lifted. And I'm like, isn't that what I told you just over a year ago? <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You want to say I told you so, don't you? Because <laughs> I, I, I said that, that in different words. <laughs> I've had that conversation with so many business owners is that, you know, you talk to them about the automation and being virtual and being able to do all these things. And they always just kind of go, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm okay with doing it the way I do it. But now, you know, I'm, they, they I'm have definitely to. They have to. More. That's the yeah. great but, opportunity here, right? Is that they have to make these shifts. And they're yeah. finally listening to us. There's, I mean, you, we all know, like the three of us have been, we've, I guarantee both of you have had conversations with your clients who are like, why didn't they just listen to me? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What, I, you know, and now they're listening to us. They're finally yeah. going, okay, I'm going to do it because they have no choice. Yep. And, but what I love to see is I love to see the shift and I love to see that they're starting to embrace what we've been telling them. So we've got two physiotherapists office. One has not, she said she doesn't think that it'll work. Most of her clientele are seniors. And so she's at home, but you know, she, she has enough money to, she owns the building as well. So she'll be able to get by. She's in a different situation. So she's like, no, I'm not even going to try it. And then, like I say, the other one, she's paying several grand a month rent. She's like, I need to do something. So she was forced into it, but now she's embraced it. And to see the excitement yeah. when she's like, Tanya, I can hire a physiotherapist from anywhere and I can, you know, take on clients. <laughs> talk from to them and everything. Yeah. Exactly. And the excitement that she had, it was just, it was so nice to see and, and yeah, I, I love that, again, some of them are being forced to shift, but once they get there, I think it's like all of us with the cloud. 
I was one of the first 50 on QBO and I said, it sucks. I also walked out of computer class with the 52%. This is before windows ever existed. This was like mid eighties. I think it was 85. I walked out. I said, computers suck. They are not the wave of the future. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I failed my class. <laughs> Fifty. I almost failed. The only reason I didn't fail is because the teacher did not want to see me again. <laughs> so I, I'm doing something. I'm doing something on Monday that's kind of related but unrelated on Zoom. Um, these this entrepreneur I know in my community. I'm on this Facebook group in Calgary called Calgary Above Average Businesses Cab. We call it. It's a secret group. You have to be invited by the the guy who owns it. But one of the people in there said, "Hey, you know." I'd like to organize a little get together. Um, I want to keep it small so we can keep it and small is 15 people. And he wants to do, you know, Hey, let's see how we can help each other out. You know, what, what sort of business are you looking for? What can you offer? So we're going to actually sit down and find ways to help each other out now through referrals, through hacks and tips and all these things. And I can't wait to do it. First of all, you know, a lot of these people that are going to be there are some of the most esteemed people in, in my community, but mostly because I, I kind of miss them. You know, I, I kind of, I've shifted my focus a bit. You guys know how much I love the conferences and all things into it in QuickBooks, but I actually am trying to pull back a bit and, and get back into my community. And I was all excited to do it. And now I can't go anywhere. So um, just thinking purely from the perspective of, the community, the business community now has opportunities to do things like that, that normally we wouldn't have had time to do. And I would started thinking, I'd like to do more of that, you know, have maybe a, a monthly referral meeting, but not something as formal as a BNI or another thing like that, but purely just let's get together once a month and find out ways we can hang, we can help each other out. Virtual BNI, I think that's a thing. That's going to yeah. be a well, thing. And it, 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 no business cards hanging around, you know, that thing, but purely just, he wants to keep it small and simple just to kind of talk and what? see what we're, and, and be kind of a peer group at the same time. And Here's you know, thing, I, sorry, Tanya, again. No, go ahead. Here's the one thing. I mean, Michael posted a, a comment here, Michael Envoy, uh, Evoy, sorry. Um, can we call clients now using Dropbox a hack? <laughs> <laughs> like he, he's joking, but, it, but it's it, true. But it's true. And this is the one thing is like the stuff that to us is like just so ordinary. So every day, Facebook groups, Zoom meetings, you know, VoIP phone systems. Like to us, it's just like, it's just a given, right? To the rest of the world, this is a hack. This is a fundamental shift in the way that- They've they, awoken. They've awoken. and Their and, eyes are open all of a sudden going, wow, that where's, where's this been all my life? Exactly. Well, it's there, you just been ignoring it. And it's this tremendous opportunity because we're now in front of a, a populace who are open to these ideas and these constructs that our little community has been embracing for like years. five, six, seven years. Oh, it's it's been it's gonna be it's gonna be great for us when this is over because that's when people are gonna start having some income again and they're gonna go, I need to do this. I'm gonna go do it now. You know, a lot of people that reach out to me. They, they always say they've been thinking about it. And they've been putting it off, putting it off. I don't think people will be putting it off anymore. So those ones that can't afford it right this minute, you know that it's going to be top of mind when, they, when it's time to get out of this. And they're going to want to, it's almost like an insurance policy, but it's also helped them to look at their business in a new light and maybe pivot into a new direction because of it, new yeah. opportunities. 
Yep. And those that are going to be contacting you to go through are people that you have helped through this or people, it'll be more of the referrals again that, Hey, Brad was great. Brad said this and this and Brad gave his time. And that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's that pro bono marketing is going to come back twofold. No, it's, it's definitely a time to be positive because there's enough, there's so much negativity out there and there's a lot of fear and, and rightfully so. I mean, it's, it's a scary time in a lot of ways for a lot of people. Um, so it's, it's nice to know that there will be a silver lining somehow. There'll be all kinds of things that, that we see come out of this, just innovation. Like right now, obviously on the healthcare side, the next big thing is, can you get these test kits to market so you can test for coronavirus? Because the sooner everyone gets tested, the better. And already I'm hearing about these innovations that are starting to pop up where you'll be able to order a kit on Amazon, get it the next day, prick your finger and know within 15 minutes whether you've ha- had the antibody or not and little things like that and i saw one of these kits it's very basic but my point is you're going to see all these innovations that you never even heard of like who knew what social distancing was if someone asked you uh, uh, two months ago what is social distancing you know there's all these new and i, I would have said account. <laughs> <laughs> exactly well yeah you're right the first time i heard yeah. that was somebody said bill kennedy said that and i'm like i don't know what that means yeah you know because at that point i'd had the tv turned off right i'm yeah. like enough of this and then i'm like oh so i'm calling it physical distancing because yeah. i'm being more social on zoom than ever i mean yeah. half of my week is literally zoom and fridays back to back to back with different people so yeah. We've got a whole new, you know, it's a whole new way of, of living right now, but I, you know, I'm, I'm super confident that everything will work out for the best. You know, the, mankind's been dealing with these things for forever. You know, unfortunately there'll be some casualties, but you know, things, things will work out. So I'm, ex- you know, I'm, I'm impatient for it to end as anyone, but at the same time, we got to be realistic. And I think if we're the voice of reason, we can help our clients right? Because they're the ones that as time goes on, they're going to be more and more nervous and they're going to want to find ways. And and especially you, Tanya, with all that great info you've been bringing together, it's going to have to keep coming both sides of the border. The government can't just stop, right? They got to keep bringing in legislation, either extend existing legislation or change it. So by understanding that stuff, and I don't have a direct, like my clients aren't calling me up asking me for that sort of information. So you know, it's great. I, I'm so appreciative of the fact you've been bringing it in because the group lately has been so busy, but I've kind of just sat back and let people like yourself and, and like Juliet had some great resources and, you know, everyone's been sharing. I'm so impressed at how people are so giving right now. And, and it's been, it's been fun to watch in, in some, in a lot of ways, because, um, you know, um, with my group, you know, I'm okay with, with being active in it, but I've always kind of wanted it to be kind of self policing and self running. So when the community is giving back like that, it just, it makes me, it makes me really proud that, you know, I know you guys, but just, I'm really proud of the community that, that we've created up here in Canada and, you know, it extends to the U S but I'm not, you know, I'm not keeping watching the U S situation as much on the accounting and bookkeeping side, because, you know, everyone needs to look in their own backyard right now, but it's been really inspiring watching, watching everyone just kind of rally behind it. And, yep. you know, we talk about helping our clients, but think about how we're also helping mentor people in the community. Cause we know that people go onto the Facebook groups and they're still a bit 
um, anxious about going 100% on the cloud. There's still a lot of people out there on desktop. So now we're showing people that, hey, you know, here's a good opportunity for you to change your business and become a cloud account uh, enabled accountant or bookkeeper. So I think that's the lesson that they're going to learn from all this is that, you know, um, hanging around these people during this pandemic has been really valuable for them as well. So it's, it's just a, you know, once again, it's, it's the silver lining we got to look for and just yep. stay positive, especially with, when you're outward facing like that, you know, I'm not seeing a lot of negativity out there. I'm sure a lot of people like directly in social media and that it's, it's all, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? There's a lot of that going on right now. There's a lot of inspiring stories and, you know, you just follow some of the stories going on in social media and the things that people are doing famous people and otherwise it's how about like, um, I don't know what it's like in, in, in Toronto, Andrew, but, you know, in New York every night at seven o'clock when they all go out on the balcony and, and bang pots and, and cheer the healthcare workers. Or um, I think in Italy, people would go out and they play music and they sing and people are bringing out instruments onto their balcony and blasting their electric guitars. And like, that's, that's cool stuff. You know, that's going to keep everyone kind of moving along. Do they have anything like that over there, you guys? Because at Calgary, I'm way out in the burbs. I, well, I don't thank, really see much Vancouver going on. Does. I, I think we're, Vancouver has one? I'm going to wrap it up, guys. Yeah, uh, I just noticed it's yeah, that time. We're, we're a, little, a little long, a little long, um, but we're good. And like, because there's, you know, and the one thing is I think that you've hit the nail on the head here, Brad, that it's all about people coming together to support one another. And that's the one thing I love about Canada is that we are willing to sacrifice our individual needs to support the community. And that's what we're all about. Tanya, you've been a perfect example of doing that. You've sacrificed yeah. time and effort and energy Absolutely. to support other accountants and bookkeepers to support small businesses. You and Juliet have done an amazing job. There is a slew of people in the U.S. who are doing the same thing. Exactly. And, and the reality is people don't recognize the time and energy that goes into this and the mental headspace of having these conversations. There was this great post about this accountant who had to have these conversations over and over again with these small business owners who were losing everything and the emotional toll that that takes on us. We are going through unprecedented times and the leaders are evolving and you guys are the leaders and I want to thank you for everything that you guys have done for this community and I want to thank every other accountant bookkeeper who is stepping up to help all the small businesses that truly need the help big love to all yeah. you guys and thank you guys yeah. so much for tuning in we'll be back Finish, Andrew. Yeah, we'll be back next week and thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for having us, buddy. Yeah, I miss you guys. Let's I mean, let's do this offline sometime. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Take care.